Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Mama Relax. On this very serious but super important episode, we are going to be talking about discrimination. We think that, you know, as Hispanic women, it is an important topic, especially in these times where discrimination is masked in so many ways. Um, We also wanted to not only just talk about, you know, discrimination on a race or gender level, but also talk about other forms of discrimination that are constantly overlooked. You know, I think, again, when we think of discrimination, we are, our minds go directly to race and gender. And even though these are extremely important, it is important to keep in mind that there's other, other ones that we might not be aware of. And the more aware we are of these things, the easier it it becomes for us to uncondition our brains and our behaviors and ultimately just have a better place in the planet to live in. We hope you enjoy and let's go. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? Mama, much better than last time you heard me. <laughs> Good. Otherwise, I was going to send you some addresses of AA meetings. because I know, right? <laughs> no, no, I am much better. Tired, but because it's been a, a crazy week, just work-wise and stuff, and so much like, so many exciting things happening, but but not not hungover. Good. That's yeah. good. How are you? I'm good. Everything is all right. Um, so today's topic, it's kind of serious. Usually we don't do serious, but I mean, we do, but not, I don't know. I feel like we haven't done know. a serious one in yeah. like a few a while. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's why it feels that way, but we do talk about a lot of serious stuff. I just think this one's a little bit different because, you know, it touches upon like discrimination and just you and I both have like experienced it like firsthand. So, and I've also seen other people go through it, but I've also seen other people that think that they're being discriminated against and they are not. So there's a lot, there's a lot of, of things to talk through. And I obviously want to hear your experience and share mine. Cause like it gives everybody a different perspective, you know, about how this works. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's funny because, like, I feel that when people hear discrimination, it's mostly about skin color or men, woman, or, you know, gay, gender thing. And I feel that there is, like, so much more. You know, I feel that discrimination can be literally about anything. If you're a mom, if you're not a mom, if you're single, if you're not single. I feel that single people have are very discriminated, you know? Like, they, I feel that when people are asking the day off, they are less considered to have a, a holiday off if they don't have a family. It's like, oh, you know, you don't have to spend Christmas with kids or family so you can, you know, not have Christmas off. And I remember that when I used to work in hospitality and, Same. you know, when I would ask, yeah, when I would ask time off, it's like, okay, just because my family is in Brazil, I don't have children, I'm not married, doesn't mean that I don't enjoy Christmas. Like, no. So that's discrimination. Um, I was discriminated before because of, I mean, I feel that when I moved here to Jacksonville, because in Miami, everybody's different. Everybody have an accent. So I never felt discriminated because of that at all. 
Um, and then when I moved to Jacksonville, I it took me forever to get a job here, even though I was very qualified, you know, like I speak three languages. I have many years of experience in hospitality and things like that. Like it was really hard for me to find a job. And I think it's because, you know, when I like I look different, I have a different name and things like that. Um, and then actually last year, I think um, I had a job opportunity and um, and I I had the interview and then the, I got the feedback from that interview and the person that gave me the feedback was like very uncomfortable giving me the feedback from her boss because basically she said that her boss told her that I wouldn't be qualified for the position because of my accent. And sometimes I don't say the words correctly. So, you know, I was going to make the company look unprofessional. And and it was very hard for my supervisor to tell me that because she's not from America. You know, like her, I know her parents, like her mom have an accent and, you know, and she's like, I understand you. Like, I never have a, you know, a hard time. Yeah, sometimes I say the words in a way that are different, but like, you know, I basically, you know, she was trying to be very professional and, but at the same time, making sure that, you know, I knew for the fact that that was not her opinion. It was like our boss's opinion. And I was like, yeah, no, it's okay. You know, but like, once I hang up at the phone with her, I cried so much. I cried so much because I have never felt that way before. And like, how do I stop having an accent? <laughs> like, how do I stop being me? You know, I moved here 15 years ago and I knew how to read and write in English because I took English classes in, in Brazil. But, you know, I learned English from people that were from Brazil that had the same accent than me. So when I moved here... You know, I didn't understand people without an accent. You know, I had a really hard time. You know, for three months, I I remember I would just say, excuse me, could you repeat, please? That's it. For three months, that's all I would do. And then after six months, I was super comfortable talking. And then from there on, it was like easy breezy, you know, for the most part. But, and it's funny because today I was talking to a old friend of mine and, you know, my friend was like, oh my God. I was talking about like health and body, you know, chiropractor. And like, I was very, being very technical. And he was like, I can remember I used to answer the phone for you at work because you couldn't understand people over the phone. And now you're having like this very technical conversation. And it was funny because he knows me since I've moved here. And, and, but you know, I've, I, when I felt discriminated, when I was treated like that, because of my accent, I didn't get a job, you know, and I was crying after hang up the phone. Like, I didn't think about all my achievements. I didn't think about how far I've come. I only thought about, oh, my God, I'm never going to be anybody because I'm always going to have an accent. I'm always going to look different. You know, I'm always not going to write a whole entire email or whatever without a grammar error. You know, even though I try so hard, like sometimes I do make little mistakes, so I felt like very shut down. I felt very hopeless, if that's the word. And then, like Brenna Brown say, when you feel shame, the best way to cure shame is through tell your story without even thinking about that. That's what I did. And I told my husband, and he was pissed. He was like, what the fuck? He was, are you 
lost your mind. I mean, I'm trying to not relive the whole situation all over again because I work in an industry. So for most people that don't know, I work in pharma and like pharma is extremely complicated to understand just because like, obviously all of the very scientific kind of like words and stuff like that, even for somebody that speaks full, like English is their native language is extremely hard. And I've worked and come across women in such high positions that have a much, much like thicker accent than you do. So, you know, when you told me that story, of course, I was like livid because I was like, I work with people that literally have worst accents where you're all the time telling like, I don't understand what they said. And they have these super high positions. They're super smart and they try and they are you know, hired because they are smart and they bring something to the company and like, not for nothing, but you already worked there. So what that's like straight up discrimination. If you really couldn't work there because of your accent, then you wouldn't have gotten the job at all in any position there. You know what I mean? So like that really like triggered me when I heard that story. I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) I can't. I know. And I feel that, you know, that's the thing. It's like that person is making a judge call based on her feelings and, you know, thoughts. It has nothing to do with me or anything. But yeah, it's really, really, really sucked. It really, really sucked. So, and he was like, I feel like, you know, when you suffer discrimination, it's like, oh, I know I didn't get that job interview or like, you know, I was not even up you know they never even look at my resume because my name looks weird or whatever like you feel discriminated but then when it's like in your face they're telling you straight up like oh it's because of your accent or it's because of whatever you know it's hard it's i used to work with uh firefighters and i remember they used to tell me that you know like burn victims have a really hard time getting jobs like children have a really hard time making friends again because people look at them like very different and you know a lot of the firefighters they would go they would volunteer to go to uh children's burning camps so like victims of burned um that look like really bad like they go to a camp and they can relate it to each other make maybe make friends and some firefighters they go and they volunteer there and things like that which is pretty amazing and i never thought about that it's like you know if you don't look at a certain way you're never gonna get a job at a certain place and it's crazy because it really doesn't have to do anything with your capacity it's 100 percent your looks and you know i don't know i don't even know how to say this it's just it's just weird it's weird and i think obviously for so many years generations of our generations since we've been like um what's the word programmed, right? In a way to think about this without even really thinking about it. Like people see somebody that, you know, is burned and they are thinking about whether they want to admit to that or not, they are thinking about their business, which is horrible. It's a horrible thing. You know, they're thinking, what are others going to think about this person? Exactly. In that that example, you know, we don't even take the time to like be the bigger person and and kind of like, make the change, you know, and like, it's yeah. hard because you're put into this situation. Like, I don't want to bash anybody, you know, obviously, like, I'm not saying that I haven't been conditioned. It's taken me personally a very long time to like uncondition myself about a lot of things that I thought for a very long time were very normal. And now 
you know, with everything that's happening in the world, it's like little by little, it's like, I'm recognizing like, oh, okay, this is not, this is not okay. This, I shouldn't think this way, or I shouldn't learn a lot of the things that I grew up thinking because this is, this is a much bigger problem than just an individual, you know? Yeah. And I feel that there is a lot of ignorance, you know, like a lot of people, they are discriminating and they don't know, like I, they don't know because they're conditioned. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So we talk about the person that didn't want to hire somebody with a crazy office card in their face to be, let's say the, from the desk of a five-star hotel. Yeah. You're probably not going to see, you know, like somebody with a deformed face working at a five-star hotel. And I mean, but if you think about it, when you are the the guest checking in, you know, and then like, what would be your reaction if you see like somebody looking very different at the front desk? So I feel that like that's what those people might be thinking. Like, it's just, I it's don't know. 100% I feel that, that. It's a hundred percent that. Think about it when yeah. we work, you know, front desk at hotels and stuff. Yeah. Like, everybody at front desk is, was, you know, pretty good looking. Like, yes. not to toot my own horn, but like, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. like, young girls that are working there because you're the front lines of the hospitality world. Right. But I think that it takes a lot of courage for a leader to kind of incorporate this. And yes, it might be shocking for a lot of your guests at first, but like everything else, people get used to things, you know, people get used to like, okay, this is normal. People have, this person had a very unfortunate event happen to them, but that's like that one person, there's many others. Are we going to just bash them from society because we are uncomfortable with how they look without exactly back and being like, you know what? This yep. person is going through something a lot harder than I am. How come, how come I can't put my uncomfortableness to the side for a minute and give other people the opportunity to be part of this society? Exactly. And it's not weird anymore. Exactly. And the, and I feel that the crazy part is also that we never think that, holy shit, that could be me. Like anybody can get into a car accident. Anybody can get disfigured at any moment. Like shit happens all the time with everybody, you know? And then if you are that person, then like now you are, you know, not looking like you used to, but inside you are actually stronger because you went through something crazy, you know? And now you're like a stronger person and you, you want to go back into the workforce. Like, don't you want somebody to give you the opportunity? But then, so, and it's funny because my brother, I think it was my brother that he was telling me that he saw this, um, he watched this person talking and they said that like, if we made everything um, adaptable, we wouldn't have to worry about things being adaptable. So, you know, like if the traffic light had like a little noise for blind people to cross and if things were like, in a certain way for wheelchair everywhere. And like, so then we wouldn't have to worry about adapting anything because everything would already be adaptable and the world would be good for everyone to live. I mean, maybe just an utopia, but you know, why not think about those things? Because when my brother said that to me, I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that, but that makes so much sense. Actually, it wasn't my brother. It was this book that I read about this girl who became blind at age 13 in Canada. And she talked about her journey of getting, you know, her service dog and, you know, how it is to be a teenager blind and things like that. And she suffered a lot of discrimination too. So... Oh yeah, it was at that book that I that I saw, and um, we're gonna put it on the show notes. The book because it's amazing, and so. But I never thought about that. 
um, that, you know, if the world was an adaptable place already, then we wouldn't have to worry about anything, I guess. But yeah, it's really, and we are adaptable. That is, that is the, I think the, the, the irony of it, we are, our species, we're so adapt, we adapt to everything. So I just feel like it's putting in the effort, you know, like yeah. from people that can make those decisions, bigger, yeah. people, higher places where they can make those decisions and kind of make it the norm so that we're all adaptable. I love that you started with with that type of discrimination, because it's true, like it is overlooked. You know, I think that all of us focus on discrimination and we think about race and we think about men and women, just to your point. Um, so I do. I I appreciate that you brought up that because it is overlooked. And like even for me, like sometimes, you know, we just we're not thinking about it because it's not our situation. Yeah. Well, so it becomes our situation. Right. So same for me, like when I moved from. Miami fish out of water. Everybody spoke is bilingual. Everybody, it looks like me, like, you know, so I never thought about it twice. And then I come, you know, moved to Tampa, which wasn't, you know, that far from Miami, but back then it wasn't as overly populated as it is now, or like yeah, as cultural as it is now. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as diverse back then. And I remember going into this, like, um, I was out with my friends and we were at like an outdoor space and we're dancing and, you know, having a great time. And for the first time in my life, I remember like clear as day, I was 25 years old. And I remember these two people with so much hate in their eyes and they look at me, point at me and they say, get out of my country. Oh, no. I've been here for my entire life. My entire fucking life. Now, this is something that I do want to make a point about because I feel like there's a lot of, you know, I think that you can't fight hate with hate. It just doesn't work. I think that, you know, people get discriminated against and, and they fully jump into like hating that type of people. And they think then everybody's discriminating them. And something that I took from this experience was yeah, I remember being in there and I would be, I remember being in shock. I remember being scared because they were, I felt like, you know, they were like really angry. These people don't know me. You just came across me. They were walking by, they saw me and they got so angry, but I remember so many other people. And I tell this story all the time to people that, you know, that I know, because I feel like it does make a difference for people that have felt discriminated against. Everybody around me was white, you know, and they all came to defend me, you know, and that said so much more about that couple that was so angry than about the white race. And I, I'm saying the white race just because, you know, it's the most common thing right nowadays. You're talking white, black, Hispanic, all these type, different types of races, racisms. Um, and I think that what I saw at that moment, I made a choice. I made the choice of not being focused on, okay, I'm different. And, you know, these people want me out of their country. Or it, it, I didn't allow it to make me feel a certain way. Instead, I chose to look around me and see how many people were so defending me, people I didn't know. And at that moment, I realized there's so much good in the world. We just choose to focus on the one thing that happens to us or the one person that right. was negative to us instead right. of looking at the bigger picture and looking around and saying, you know what, 
I mean, I still get chills when I tell that story because I remember vividly being so, so shook by the experience. But at that moment, I remember being so young and at the same time using that as like looking at it as a positive in a positive way instead of seeing it as a, as a negative. So I think that many people also like once they have like a real true discriminate, like somebody discriminates against them for the one time, it becomes this thing where they think that people are discriminate, discriminating against them all the time. And they forget to look at themselves specifically for jobs. In your example, obviously, like it's obvious that it was discrimination, but I feel that sometimes for certain jobs or opportunities, people will use that discrimination card very easily and loosely without looking at themselves first and, and truly ask themselves, am I qualified? What position am I applying for? Is this something that I can actually do? You know what I mean? Um, so it's just, it's something to think about. I think that I've seen that too often where like people just go go to the go to the discrimination lane very quickly without taking a step back and, and looking into themselves. Oh yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. I feel that that can be used as an excuse for somebody to, you know, exactly to your point, to like not like look within themselves and just use that as an excuse. But like I said before, they think that a lot of discrimination comes from ignorance and like a deeper state of the, the being that they might not even be conscious of. I have a friend here and it's funny because, okay, so this friend of mine, her brother was in the Marine Corps and he fought in Afghanistan and like a week or two before he came home, uh, he was in Afghanistan guarding I think it was a post office or something. And um, a suicide bomb exploded right next to him. And of course he died. And I remember my friend was devastated. She was like devastated. And um, she, after that, she was very prejudiced against people that look Muslim. She was very, very prejudiced. Like as if they were the people that did that to her brother, you know, and and that sucks, you know, that sucks for those people, that sucks for her, because it took her a very long time to kind of like separate it and became, and, you know, like get rid of that prejudice. But it took years for her to get over that, the loss of her brother that she loved so much and the way that he died, you know, and she was kind of like projecting that and everybody that she thought looked Muslim, even though not every Muslim person comes from Afghanistan, you know, like not every Muslim person, you know, it's so not unrelatable, every, but and not every Afghani is a bad person. Exactly. Most Afghanis are beautiful. Exactly. People. Like that is what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But it came from, from her sorrow, you know, it came from her sadness. It came from her being, you know, lost her brother in such a horrible ways. So I feel that a lot of discrimination comes from fear and like a dark place inside somebody. And this same friend of mine, she is now born and raised in America, but her parents are French and she has like really beautiful olive skin. And when we go places, people ask her all the time, like, oh, it's funny because I've been with her before when that happened. They, not, they don't ask like, where are you from? Which is a pretty nice question to be asked, you know, like, where are you from? What is your background? You know, what is your family heritage? There are so many beautiful ways to ask this question. People asked, what are you? Like, what? What are you? 
and she's like, I'm a human being. And then people are like, yeah, I'm a human being. Yeah. And people are like, oh, no, you know what I mean? She's like, no, I don't fucking know what you mean. I am a human being. Like you asked me what I am. I'm a human being. I'm a woman. I am a sister. I am a daughter. I am many things. Like, that's what I am. And I love her answer because it's like, and then people, you know, finally get to the point. And she's like, I'm here. I'm from here. I was born and raised here, like right here. And then like, it's like, when... (laughs) When it became acceptable to ask somebody, what are you? Like, what are you? Is that even a question? It just blows my mind. What do you think you're going to receive as an answer? Like, I'm an object. Like, I I understand that they're trying to say, like, you're, I don't know, from a specific place. But people need to educate themselves a little bit more on how to, like, pose. That's what I'm saying. It's (laughs) Yeah. It's so... Uh, he comes from ignorance. I remember again, I I don't know. I have so many examples. Like I, once, once I was in, I was up North and in a really tiny town. And I probably was the like only brown skin person like that this woman probably ever seen. And she asked me like, oh, what are you coming from? And I'm like, oh, I'm coming from Miami. And then she's like, oh, so you were Cuban. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm from Brazil. And then, like, you know, she's not even, and then she was like, oh, Brazil, like, like, Brazil is not a small country that people don't know what it is. You know, it's kind of like most of South America. So I I was really confused, but, you know, and then she was like, I was asking her questions and she wasn't replying because I guess she was not understanding what I was saying again. And then my friend was so mad. My friend was like, I'm from the same place as this woman and I understand you hundred percent. I don't understand why she doesn't understand you. Like, what is the problem here? He was like, he was so mad, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, sometimes I kind of want to be mad, but at the same time, I just feel sad. So yeah, that's what I was going to get to. I feel like, yeah, like we can choose anger and be like frustrated with these people or like people that, you know, if they have bad intention, but I really do think most, most, of the time people don't have any ill intention it's just again it's a conditioning thing and i think it's unfortunately it falls on us to kind of if we experience something like that it's on us to educate them if it's coming from a good place you know like you know i'm not from here and stuff like that i think people are open to you know be taught how to ask questions or learn about different cultures it's just that they've never they've gotten away with it for so long, like generation past generation past generation. And this is how they were like, how we were brought up. And I, I bring myself in the mix because there's a lot of discrimination within my family. I'm Hispanic. And just because I sit here and I say I'm Hispanic does not mean that I'm discrimination free. There was times in, in the past where, you know, I would discriminate whether that was obviously it was never intentional, but it's something that it's like, you're so programmed, you know, you're always going to follow suit to what your parents did or your grandparents did. Um, and you don't see anything wrong with it until you finally see that there's so much wrong with it. So it takes time. It takes time to be patient, not only with yourself, but with others around you. And kind of like, instead of like being angry or upset or screaming at them, I see these interactions so, so often I think like it's it's always better for the person and for yourself to come from a place of love and know that, you know, if that person doesn't want to change or they are not open or willing to like receive that knowledge, then that's on them. 
and it has nothing to do with you. It's never, it's never about you. It's always about the person that's showcasing these behaviors, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. One hundred percent. Always. Like the way that a person treats somebody, it has to do a hundred percent like with them, nothing to do with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we can stay talking here forever, but I know that, you know, um, I feel like we have so many examples, but <laughs> it would take like a lifetime. I would probably do part two of like this episode because I, I enjoy it so much. And I, I do think that it's so important to address it, um, but address it in the proper way, you know, like coming from a place of love and understanding and trying to change the world. It's going to take a lot of generations. It's going to take a lot of us doing little things day in and day out. Um, but I really enjoyed this so much. Yes, me too. Yeah. But you guys know where to find us. We are on Instagram, our handle mama.relax with two X's at the end. Um, also, if you want to leave us any comments or have any experiences that maybe you've gone through that you would like us to share or that, you know, maybe you want to come and talk to us about, like, we are always so open to like new ideas and everything. We are, we do have a website and you can drop in your comments in there. Our website is um, mama, mama relax with two X's at the end.com. Otherwise we will see you on the next one. Until next time, guys. Until next time. Bye.